Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Y'all. Y'all. Y'all wouldn't believe what I went through over the weekend. Uh, yeah, so I was in Ohio over the weekend, and I'll get to some of the details of uh, the things I experienced while I was there. But last night on the bus back, on the charter bus, um, which I picked up in the middle of uh, middle of nowhere, most for the most part, um, we uh, had been riding on the bus for like an hour, right? And mm-hmm. we stopped. And uh, the, you know, like six people on the bus get off to all go, go smoke cigarettes. And I'm just chilling there on the bus because uh, I don't need to have that crutch in my life. But uh, this woman comes back on. She was already on our bus. She gets off. She comes back on. She comes up to me and she's like, sir, sir, do, do you do you know, was I supposed to get off in Columbus? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, what? Like, because first of all, like. The bus line starts in Columbus, and that's like an hour and a half in the other direction, right? So I don't know how you could have thought you were supposed to get off in Columbus to go where I have no fucking clue, because she's not providing me with any other relevant information. So I just said, beg your pardon? And she just repeats the exact same thing. She's just like, was I supposed to get off in Columbus? It's like, uh, I, you know, what I... What I said was, I have no idea. But what I meant to say in my brain was, how the fuck would I know? Why are you asking me? Am I the bus driver? Do I look like, a, I mean, the, the the beginning of the line was Columbus. So how could you, like, did you get on the bus and then think, oh, am I supposed to get off now? Because I'm, I'm here? Is it, we pulled out of the parking lot. Is that it? Is that the trip? Are we done? It's definitely not like a connecting bus that like that starts a, a new no. line in Columbia. Okay, there's a ton of different lines that start in the middle of fucking nowhere and all converge right. in Chicago and then go out to other cities, right? Mm. There's no, bu- I'm sure there's no bus that goes from Columbus, Ohio to say Atlanta, Georgia, right? You'd have to take a bus all the way from Columbus, Ohio to Chicago and then to Atlanta. That's just, I mean, the way the charter buses work, they're all regional anyway. So there's not, you know, there's not a lot of <laughs> buses driving across the the heartland that then <laughs> maybe she thought she was supposed to be on the columbus georgia bus like that's she meant columbus georgia not columbus and who knows if she even knew the difference between columbus and chicago she right you know looked like somebody had just bought her a ticket to get her out of whatever life that they had together uh, and was right. like i'll buy the bus ticket just go just get out of here here on the run from the shoplifting we pulled off at the piggly wiggly <laughs> so, i don't know it's just like one of these things where you like you get on the bus and you think all right i got six hours to just sit here and fucking chill out and no one's gonna bother me and nope 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 i'm being bothered and no no you're on a bus that, that probably won't happen and there's there's like there's nobody on the fucking bus because it's like a tuesday night in the middle of february where you know nobody's traveling right. um except for people who have like reason to like you know they've got like real, real so people problems. fleeing right Put on the lamb um, from the uh, debt collectors or whatever. Who, who the fuck knows? Right. Anyway, the, then like later on, this guy just starts saying like, sir, sir, sir. And he's talking to me, but he's like, he's so far away that his, I can barely hear his, hear his voice. But I realize he's talking to me for some reason. And I'm just like, I'm just keeping my eyes shut and ignoring it. I don't know what the fuck. Like, there's nothing that he's going to ask me that I'm going to have the answer to. And there's like literally no reason for a, yet another person to be asking me some inane question that I'm going to be like, what? Did he think you were missing your stop or something? Were, they, were you no. stops? Maybe th- no. no. He had no business talking to me. 
he was on FaceTime half the time he was on the bus too, which oh, just, that's that's uh, real obnoxious. polite. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah. I fuck. Bus is so much worse than train. Like I fuck it. I've done it a few times it, where I have to take long. Yeah. At least it, on the just, yeah. At least on the train, you got conductors to walk around and be like, "Hey, put your fucking headphones in, or I'm taking that thing away from you." You know, <laughs> like, yeah. it's just a more pleasant ride. The train, like it's you know, you, you don't have to worry about like, oh, maybe we will collide with somebody at any minute. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, and you can kind of get up and I mean, not always on like Amtrak if you're assigned seat, but I mean, you can kind of you know move around a little bit like on a bus. Oh yeah, real fucking. Well, you know what you also don't have on the train traps. is fucking potholes. <laughs> the train yeah, just glides along true. at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I, I thought Damn. this bus was going to fall apart, too. I actually moved my seat at one point because the window next to me was rattling so hard. I thought it was going to fall out of the bus. <laughs> and, like, the shocks on this thing were just fucking blown. And, it like, it, every single bump, it was just like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, and you know they ride. Axles, they, you know, you know, just to save as much money as possible, they ride those things until they literally break down on the side of the highway. They don't do any kind of, you know, yeah, serious we, we, like uh, replacement of parts. <clears throat> yeah, the bus driver kept getting you know, on the PA at every stop, telling everyone how important it was that she we get to Chicago on time, but in case you know anyone had connecting uh, buses, if they missed them, they would be, um, you know, staying the night in the bus station. So she kept saying it as like a threat. You know, like, don't come up and start talking to me. Otherwise, we might not get there in time. So <laughs> clearly, this is like a problem for bus drivers. If you want to just come up and start chatting at them, they're like, please don't. I'm trying to drive. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But it, it was even worse on the way down on Saturday because we had a driver who would go on this huge fucking spiel about how she didn't want you to come and talk to her because it would just like distract her and it could cause us to crash. And that would be bad because she was very concerned for our safety. And then she also said, you know, it's a, as per company policy and federal mandate, you are required to wear a, a COVID mask, unfortunately. Anyway, so that and I was like, wait, what? Like, you're all concerned about our safety. And then you're like also going down a little soapbox rant against fucking having to wear a mask on the bus. Right. It, what? Okay. <laughs> I just hate talking to people, but also I'm a moron who doesn't understand, you know, public health. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, that's of course fucking unreal. Um, that's good though. I, that 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 did that, that that you know because it'd be real shitty to be trapped on a bus for fucking four hours or whatever with a bunch of maskless people who insist oh, on fucking talking to you. Nobody wore we had a mask on that bus last night except for the driver and me. Nobody. Oh, so it's just not nobody. at all enforced. Uh, nobody, nobody in the entire state of Ohio was wearing a mask either. Nobody. Oh, not a lovely. single person. Not one single person. Um, not surprising, but yes, I yeah yeah. Uh, although they did, we went to. Um, my partner and I went down to the uh, Kasi Cozy, however you fucking say it. It's the uh, Columbia uh, Observatory of Science and Industry oh. to check out their Marvel exhibit, Marvel comics and movies and all that shit. And, you know, I was like, OK, this has nothing really to do with science and industry, but we'll get a bunch of, you know, rednecks to bring their kids in here because they like Iron Man and blowing up shit. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't expect a whole lot from it, but. I was actually surprised because the majority of the exhibit was actual, like actual original pencil and ink artwork of the comics themselves. Right. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And you could see like all the little, like, you know, when they'd erase something and like, you know, sometimes they'd apply whiteout. Sometimes they use whiteout just if they had like a huge area of black and then had to like add in like, like the one of Spider-Man's old costumes, like they would just color it black right yeah. cuz that was just easier for the printer to to read and then they'd add color in later 
but like his his Spider-Man insignia was always painted in whiteout on it, right? And it was like not even done that well either. It was really really crude. But you realize, look at these like the, when they actually draw the entire panel, the cover or the page or whatever, it's like four times larger than actually what gets printed, right? Because um, because when they when they you know scan it, if, like if you were to to scan something over and over again, like you need to be able to kind of shrink it down without you know like if it was if it was drawn on that small of a piece to begin with if you blow it up or whatever if you have to you know look at it for imperfections it's gonna you know it's gonna pixelate but as if you as long as you draw it big it's well this is going back to the 1960s when everything was analog and they've only just recently started to ink things digitally which oh so it was, it was panels from that far back okay yeah oh because yeah. now they i don't even think they well some people do but a lot of artists don't even hand draw anymore they do it in like programs like they'll you know only in, like, only like very very digital. recently they, they I mean they still had things that were pencil and hand inked up until 2019 on display there. Oh yeah yeah I mean so, you know, in the 90s all the animation was still fucking you know the Batman uh, animated series was all done on uh, black cardstock which is interesting and is why it has such like a cool like just like dark tone to it and why everything stands out like the right. the whole thing was done on black uh stock instead of white stock so that you know they had to kind of color you know the the, the things in over that it kind of like added well they only had one animation show. cell on display there which was sort of crude it was from the x-men animated series but everything else they had there was was just original comic art uh which was really fucking cool i mean there was a few things that were reproductions but very few and they were always you know very clear what was uh, not original artwork. Almost all of it was. Um, they had quite a few costumes there. Uh, all were, almost all of them were actually worn by the actors. There was a couple that would say, you know, as appeared in this movie, right? But if it was actually a costume that was worn by the actor, it would say, you know, as as appeared, you know, as was worn by this actor in this movie. Da 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 da. So it was cool to see those. And you know, of course, they have multiple copies of every piece of wardrobe because when something tears or rips they don't want to you know wait around right, for the doubles and for yeah, whatever but like you, you could tell all, almost all of these had some wear on them you could tell that they were worn and were used in scenes over and over and over because you'd see like little things like you know the fingertips of the gloves would be worn like they had to do some like hold something and swing it over and over and over take after take so it actually right. like would like wore away the you know like the coloring black, or whatever the black coloring on like a leather glove and you could see like kind of brown underneath of it so you could tell these were actual real costumes which is really fucking cool like whether cool. you whether yeah. you're a kid or an adult that's fucking awesome to see that shit in real life and, and then there's so even with high resolution there's so much more detail to these costumes that you you cannot see on the camera that when you see it in real life you're just like jesus christ how they fucking make this shit <laughs> right so Pretty nice, cool, nice. lots of fun. Although, like, yeah, there was just they were. It was we went on uh, President's Day, so everyone, every kid's got the day off, right? So everyone's mm. at the fucking museum, and it was just like you know, kids going crazy, running around, and you know, I'm just hearing like parents yelling at their kids, like you know, Jaden, Caden, Taylor, Riley, you know, like just like those <laughs> right. are all the fucking names you hear over and over. <laughs> Lots of sequentially rhyming names, you right? Fucking hear Taylor and Riley, people, yeah, over and over. So yeah, that was my weekend. Um, yeah, good times. Glad to be back in nice, Chicago, nice. though. Yeah, I got back last to... night, and uh, it like immediately starts snowing as soon as I step off the bus. So I'm like, all right, well, at least it looks pretty. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about before we went on air. It's 18 degrees where you are right now. It's uh, 68 degrees where I'm right now, which is uh, kind of psychotic, but you know, fucking crazy ass weather systems we have right now. That's um, only. I mean, it's... it's that's only like what a 50 degree difference. It's not even that much. 
but it feels very different. Well, yes, I mean it's it's significant. You know, I was outside doing fucking yard. Well, not really yard work, but I was. I, so we had that massive like windstorm the other night, and a bunch of our shutters like broke, and I don't like them anyway. They're like old fucking those old like iron shutters that like block all the light. So I took that as an opportunity. Do they to actually close them all and off? Perform a function, or they just like nailed to the side of the house to look pretty? The, they're screwed like over the windows, and they're not like they're like shades. They like roll out. They're like metal mm. shades that like I, I hate them. They're, they they block like light sunlight from coming in. Um. So yeah. So I took this an opportunity to to unscrew a bunch of them and take them off. So now we get a lot of more uh, natural light in from the backside of the house, <clears> which uh, is preferable. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So uh, and, and yeah. So super super nice out today, and it's going to snow six to ten inches on Friday. So fucking awesome awesome weather we have going. Um. Yeah, well, you know, we we should get into the news because we have a a couple of things. You know, it was was a fairly slow news week other than like the one major story uh, going on, which, you know, we, of course, talked about pretty extensively last week. But there have been a lot of new developments, which is the uh, situation uh, in the Ukraine right now. And, you know, we talked last week about how, uh, you know, we did it wasn't, you know, it was the U.S. has been like playing this up for months and months, saying that Vladimir Putin is poised to, you know, send troops into Kiev and take over the Ukraine, and you know that still hasn't happened. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, brinksmanship, and you know it, where we're at this week is that uh, after you know all of this 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 escalation, you know, in general, uh, Putin ended up signing a declaration uh this week uh recognizing the two um like can can disputed independent republics uh within the ukraine uh uh, donetsk and luhansk i'm probably butchering those pronunciations but it's two regions within the ukraine they're they're kind of on the well like the northern northeast and southeastern uh edges of of ukraine so they border russia um and we're going to get into a little bit about the the formation of those two breakaway you know regions uh sounds like a class i had in middle school that i slept through (laughs) (laughs) what luhansk and donatsk are just no just you know like geographic physics you know it's like oh my god well you don't see and this is the thing is the crimea region of the right we don't learn any of this shit to any real extent but it's fucking important and like we don't in school like we have no fucking like like basis of geography outside of like name which country this is like this map you know like point out this country on a map like that's the extent of most of our understanding of geopolitics outside of the u.s right. and well i think it's, it's it is important because when we're being propagandized uh, against the former soviet union it's important to realize like the historical context of things and, and that are none of our fucking it. business it's important right. to understand the context of things that are none of our fucking business because suddenly when it's when we're told that it is our business and it's not uh it's good to know that like there's a history here and it's there's it's not just like oh putin just decided oh i'm gonna invade the ukraine uh, right, because I'm, you know, I want more territory. All of a sudden, right. they make it seem like, but, but I mean, and that's the thing is, like, we once went, like, when you go back now and try to find information on those things, it's a heavily uh, propagandized, heavily edited narrative that you'll find on these two regions. But 
you know, and that I think that's also by design. That's why the U.S. education system takes such pains to kind of give you just a real cursory understanding, if if any at all, of of you know geopolitical conflicts until the U.S. media is is you know on fucking overdrive trying to paint you know x leader as you know x or y or z leader as the next fucking adolf hitler you know all of a sudden noriega is the next adolf hitler even though we were in a you know had an agreement with him and he was a cia asset until he stopped you know fucking playing ball with them and then all of a sudden he needed to be deposed and we needed to kill you know hundreds or thousands of people and in, in nicaragua it's just it, it, it's the way the u.s media propaganda machine has always worked with these sorts of stories so um you know, I wanted to read a little bit about the the 2014 uh, so-called Revolution of Dignity. That's the the 2014 coup uh, slash revolution. You know, depending on who you ask, in the Ukraine. Um, that really, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week, but it very much sets up everything that we're that we're seeing right now. So, and and you know, just also to recap briefly, yeah. So he recognize those two regions he did not um state that russia you know is annexing them um he you know allegedly sent ground troops in although that was disputed um but you know allegedly there was ground troops uh, russian ground troops being sent into those two regions now he's not you know taking them by force he's just stationing troops there and you know of course the u.s media was like this is a full-scale invasion this is provocation this is justification for going in there yada yada all, all the shit that you always hear um at the u.s media which you know i'm sure uh you know oh well he sent troops into a region into a country that that didn't invite him which is so fucking funny to hear out of the u.s media because i think you know <laughs> about 15 fucking hundred countries would like to you know other uh, countries and regions would like to have a word yeah. uh with the u.s media about sending in troops uh, to defend democracy, yeah. you know, when they were when they weren't. It's invited. also important to note that these two regions are also Russian speaking, not Ukrainian speaking. So, I mean, just culturally, like they identify more with Russia than they do right. Ukraine. So, like, so, again, if you if, held a vote within these regions, I'm sure they would vote to break off and you know become a part of Russia, which is why they're considered, uh, you know, out- outlying. Uh, I forget the exact desert term that they use for them, but you know, just just uh, like rebel held regions basically more or less in 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 the ukraine um they they consider themselves people's republics um so uh lost my train of thought where, 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 where were we talking about oh so you were yeah, gonna so read, read about them yeah right 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 that kind of provides the context of how the 2014 yeah. coup leads into now yeah absolutely so let me uh let me read a little bit about this and this is all sourced and you can you know and i went through all these source pages and fucking bored myself to tears making sure none of this was inaccurate and i'm sure if it was it would have been changed very quickly considering what's happening right now um so yeah the revolution of dignity uh took place in ukraine in february 2014 at the end of the euro maiden protest when a series of violent events involving protesters, riot police, and unknown shooters in the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, culminated in the ousting uh, of elected president Viktor Yanukovych and the overthrow of the Ukrainian government. In November 2013, a wave of large-scale protests known as the Euromaidan, Euromaidan, I don't know, um, erupted in response it's to President one of my Yanuk- favorite metal bands, for record. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely does. Um erupted in response to President Yanukovych's refusal to sign a political association and free trade agreement with the European Union. Huh. 
<laughs> you know, like that when, when like when we when the U.S. Uh, you know fails to sign a free trade agreement with Europe, we're gonna yeah yeah that seems like a real organic protest and you know violent uh, uprising that people would take to the streets for for not signing a fucking free trade agreement with the European Union. Uh, at a meeting of the Eastern Partnership in uh, Vilnius in Lithuania. These protests continued for months. In February 2014, clashes between the protesters and the Burkut, which is the special riot police, became violent and resulted in the death of nearly 130 people, including 18 uh, riot officers. Uh, on February 21st, an agreement between President Yanukovych and the leaders of the parliamentary opposition was signed that called for early elections and the formation of an interim unity government. The following day, Yanukovych fled from the Capitol ahead of an impeachment vote. The protesters proceeded to take control of the Capitol buildings. On the same day, the parliament decide, uh, declared that Yanukovych was relieved of duty in a 328-0 vote uh, out of the 450 members. Um, Yanukovych said this vote was legal and possibly coerced and asked the Russian Federation for assistance. Russia considered the overthrow of Yanukovych to be an illegal coup and did not recognize the interim government. Widespread protests both in favor of and against the revolution occurred in the eastern and southern regions of the Ukraine. Uh, where Yanukovych, it's interesting that there's protests for and against, yet they the, the vote in the parliament was 328 to zero. Seems like maybe that's not a super represent, a representative body. Mm. Uh, where is it? Uh, in favor of the revolution occurred in the eastern and southern regions of the Ukraine where Yanukovych previously received strong support in the 2014 presidential election. These protests escalated, resulting in a Russian military invasion and the establishment of the self-proclaimed proto-states of Donetsk and Luhansk. Uh, the interim government, led by uh, Arseny uh, Yitzhak, uh, proceeded to sign the EU agreement. Oh, funny. Uh, Petro Poroshik became the president of Ukraine after a landslide victory in the 2014 elections. The new government restored the 2004 amendments to the Ukrainian constitution that were controversially repealed as unconstitutional in 2010 and initiated a large-scale purge of civil servants who were associated with the overthrown regime. Uh, sure sounds like a coup to me, even though they don't paint it that way. So basically, um, they, uh, in 20, you know, Ukraine was negotiating a free trade agreement with the EU. Now, Russia uh, wasn't, you know, high on this, and the Ukraine was you know, basically negotiating for better terms. They had never actually backed out of a deal, but basically the, the EU from everything that I've read thought that the Ukraine was, was it, their, their hesitance to sign and their, you know, negotiations were an indication that they weren't going to sign. So, I mean, it's pretty clear and there's a lot of, you know, uh, conjecture about the fact that, you know, NATO was obviously involved, which means the U.S. was involved, which means probably the CIA was involved uh, in, 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 you know, doing what we always do, which is, you know, helping to foment discord and foment these kinds of protests um, in countries that, you know, are, are, are you know, ostensibly left leaning or certainly are not friendly to our uh, monetary interests. And it seems uh, to me like somebody who's seen this you know, hundreds of times throughout world history that the U.S. and the EU went in there and made sure that the the conditions were ripe for, you know, uh, a lot of fucking uh, astroturf protests that, that led to this sort of, you know, uh, soft coup of the Ukrainian government. And they put in somebody who was friendly to the EU, friendly to NATO, and 
they got this free trade agreement signed. That's and that's that's where we're at. And that's where those two regions were created because they, you know, were were largely pro-Russian and anti, you know, free trade with the EU. And they said, like, yeah, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. And that's kind of where we're at now, where you see that Putin is sending in troops, you know, some will say to, you know, potentially annex those two regions. Some would say to protect them since they're pro-Russian. I mean, it's it's a, you know, it, it's a it's a fucking mess. But, you know, as you said at the start, number one, it's none of our fucking business. We shouldn't be in there regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. But number two, we also made it our business because we're, you know, along with the EU, responsible for this fucking mess in the first place. And that's well, not something you'll ever hear in the coverage of this whole situation. There's been a lot written about this in uh, the U.S. media in the last two weeks. <clears throat> and some of it is, is just hysterically uh, false. <laughs> Other parts yeah. of it are just pathetically trying to hide the context to make up a totally different narrative. I have a paragraph here from uh, the L.A. Times today. Uh, why Putin sees Ukraine as an existential threat. Yeah, it's, Russia's afraid of the Ukraine right. somehow. Right. Uh, <laughs> there is, uh, so I, I forget the writer here. It's somebody from some think tank, who, some policy institute from Stanford, whatever. Right. Uh, there is, a, her name is, what is it? Uh, Catherine Stoner. Catherine Stoner. <laughs> there is in Ukraine an existential threat to Putin's personal and autocratic regime. The example of a resilient, robust, pluralistic democracy right next door in a country whose history is intertwined with Russia's own. Ukrainians have continued to cling to their imperfect but open political system with checks on the executive by an independent legislative and judiciary, vibrant civil society, and a free press. This system, not NATO, is the real threat to an aging autocrat, Putin. Mm -hmm. And it will take maximum pressure from the west and by russians themselves to persuade him to back down <laughs> so like oh. right, like he's really worried that like just you know peer pressure from his, from a neighboring country is going to like threaten his his regime it, like this, no and this is the problem <laughs> with the fucking u.s media you know in going into hysterics about russiagate for eight years is that they they view vladimir putin as this like just like this this supervillain who has these just comically um basic you know like uh just real shallow um motivations and he's you know I, and and i'm saying this to say like obviously i don't like putin he's a i think he's a right wing um dickhead but right. he's he has complicated like you know machinations like he just doesn't he's not like just this guy like you know they're twirling his mustache saying like oh i'm gonna i'm evil so i want to do these things because i'm evil and i want well, to take all this le- like he has you know he's trying to you know put forth what he wants to do in 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 the region but he's also you know obviously reluctant uh of, of the idea of ukraine joining nato because it's obvious that the puppet government that was put into the ukraine you know in 2014 was put there so that they can, you know, so NATO, aka us, and the fucking rest of the Western uh, powers in the EU can have a foothold at the doorstep of Russia and Vladimir Putin. Because so the- this LA Times article, what it's trying to do is paint him as acting uh, out of desperation because he's so weak, right? That right. somehow having a, a democracy right next door is going to be the thing that topples his regime. Uh, and everything he's done also, you know, would would prove otherwise. But there's also just some comically bad quotes here from uh, a couple different uh, think tankers and the people who pretend to report 
on things um, from last week when they were convinced that Putin was, um, you know, going to invade and shut down their heat and shut down their internet and all these things. So this is from a, let's see here, uh, Melinda Herring, who is deputy director of the Atlantic Council, a NATO think tank. Oh, the Atlantic Council. What a great yeah. neutral arbiter. Um, yeah. So on February 11th, she tweeted, Putin has big weekend plans in Ukraine. One, he's going to cut power and heat. Knock out Ukrainian Navy and Air Force, kill general staff, and hit them with cyber attack. That's just one. Damn. Uh, two, then install a pro-Russian president. And three, resort to full-scale military invasion if Ukraine doesn't give in. That's just what he had planned for one weekend? How did she know all that? How did she know all that? Oh, oh turns out she didn't because none of that shit happened. And when they called her out on it, uh, somebody tweeted out, like, if... If you if none of this happens, will you please never tweet anything ever again? To which she replied on February 17th, when it obviously didn't happen. She said, no way. I'm a think tank expert. We make predictions. We get some right. We get some wrong. Things looked mighty bad on Friday. They still do. Putin may strike on Wednesday or he may sit on the border and just menace us all. Putin hasn't called yet to tell me his plans. Did he call you? He may just sit in his own country and not do anything, oh, menacing God. the whole world in the process. <laughs> like <laughs> menacing the whole world by sitting in his country. <laughs> you, you know that you know that fucking country called Norway that's never waged war on anybody. When will they finally let us know when they're going to attack? <laughs> like so, what the I fuck mean, is she talking about? Menacing us all? Yeah, you know us, the the, the right wing uh, fucking think tank that makes up nato here in the u.s that has no connection to any of the events going on so nato i mean for people that don't know nato was started as of a, a basically a, a a force of western quote you know western nations to destroy communist countries i mean that's pretty you know they're they were pretty open about that you know during their formation after world war ii and that's the whole point of nato so they, this this is the fucking white whale to them is russia like they the, the goal of nato is to Weaken Russia to the point where they can basically break it up and make it into independent, you know, democratic, quote unquote, states like they want to just create, you know, because Russia is still a massive landmass that controls, you know, a lot of um, regions in that in, in Europe and in, in Eastern Europe. And they would love to break it up and make it a bunch of like just, you know, formal, you know, former Soviet state, like what they did with, you know, the majority of the USSR. They would love to continue to do that with what's left of russia right. um and that's well, they know, got a lot of fucking petrol they does. got a lot of natural gas um, right and they also know, they're, they're are fueling the china for the most part uh, and europe they're the largest supplier of liquid natural gas to right. europe they supply 40 percent of the eu's uh lng which is why there's such a reluctance to you know if from even from the eu to sanction them even though they want ultimately to weaken them they're this is like the chess move that they have to do of like well we don't want to you know they, they basically they they have to kind of play both sides because they want access to all of that lng and they want to break up you know the the the, the country of russia but they also don't want to be you know 
extorted for what they're what they're you know who, who they're energy right. dependent on we, right now. We so don't want like, those sanctions making the oil price of oil cost more. Um, right. So it's it's a really interesting situation, and that's why you see that the EU is not as gung ho as the U.S. is to just be like, let's fucking do everything we can to you know sanction them and and you know further disrupt the. It, it's a real interesting. Right not at all black and white situation if any nation in the eu really was worried about russia invading the ukraine and was like hey nato here we come come to like they would have they would start amassing troops uh on the border but they they'll, they'll never do that they'll never do that because they don't want to have a fucking war with russia <laughs> right, right you know and they just like even if you just had a few tanks fucking shooting at each other and that's all the war really was, the price of their oil would go fucking bonkers and they don't want that. So, And, and Vladimir Putin is not – his goal is not like world domination. He's not trying to annex the Ukraine. I mean well, I think the only – not yet. We don't know what he has planned long term, Anthony. <laughs> that's why we have to stay ever vigilant. Um, right. And, and I had one more quote is... here that goes oh, yeah, along yeah, yeah, with go that from Julia Loft from Puck News. You apparently are more familiar with her than I am. Um but she is yeah the... she, she oh, oh julie oh yeah i didn't recognize the way you pronounce yeah yeah, yeah that yeah, how do you that pronounce lady. it i know oh. I, I i've just only ever seen it written so i never even have thought about how you pronounce it but yeah no, she's know. uh she's she's twitter famous because she took a, a picture with richard spent like a smiling picture with richard spencer at some oh, cocktail yeah. gathering so everyone so every time she tweets about you know countries like the ukraine which are controlled by this you know kind of paramilitary right-wing government right now which is riddled with nazis um, you know, people say, oh, that's an interesting uh, opinion you have there on right. the subject. Uh, so she was a founding partner and Washington correspondent for Puck News, which I, I may have heard of them before, but like doesn't ring a bell. But no. yeah. uh, so she kind of she really um, ripped the mask off uh, what what the media, what the Washington Beltway insider uh, pundits really are all about. She said. With all, she tweeted this out publicly. Uh, I don't have the date here, but it was it was just after yeah, it was like uh, this week. the the big the big uh, non invasion uh, that they'd right. all predicted. She tweeted out with all the alarm about a Russian invasion of Ukraine. It's important to keep in mind that the alarm itself and using the U.S. media to keep the alarm ringing is part of the Biden administration's strategy to keep pressure on the Kremlin. It is the strategy. So she's admitting, like, like basically... They're lying to keep... Well, right. So three big things. The first is that they're lying, right? Right. The second Which thing is, is the that they important. know they're lying. The third is that they are know that they're lying in the service of the government that they're supposed to be the check and balance to. Right. So she's admitting that she is basically state-sponsored media at that point. So right. really, she's admitting, like, four separate things there. Right. Right. But see, that, that that's so like a given in her circles that that doesn't even occur to her that that's like fucked up to say out loud. Like that's, you know, like that's just like, oh, yeah, well, of course, that's that's the strategy. That's the diplomatic strategy is to lie about it, to, you know, increase pressure, increase global pressure on Putin. But again, and then like, when it he, doesn't happen, they can pretend as though that like they were the ones that, that prevented down. war. Right. Well, that's, that was Biden's <laughs> ultimate goal is that he thought that Putin would just, you know, pull troops out of off of the border, off of his border within his own country. Like he thought that Putin would would back down and he could then then Biden even because he had never had any actual plans of invading. Putin just keeps a vigilant eye because the West obviously has their sights set on him. Um, and I think Biden's idea was that he was going to, you know, do this and really stir up the propaganda machine. And that Putin, just to ease tensions and not start World War fucking three, would 
back down and like, you know, pull troops off the border. And they could kind of point to that next week in Biden's State of the Union speech on uh, Tuesday uh, or on what? Uh, it's, yeah, they believe it's on Tuesday of next week. Uh, and he could say, look, I I stood toe to toe with Vladimir Putin and I didn't blink and, you know, yada, yada, all this bullshit. And what Biden ended up doing was really shooting himself in the fucking foot as per usual because he's a fucking idiot. And now Putin, you know, took this this kind of middle ground move that I don't think anyone had predicted of just not not invading the Ukraine, but also not pulling back and just being like, yeah, well, I just recognize these two uh, independent breakoff unions. I'm not annexing them, but I recognize that. So now, right. like Biden and everyone in the you know in his foreign policy apparatus have fucking egg on their face, and you know this is also and I we we were talking about this you know in the week prior. Um, this is also partially because Biden is a fucking idiot and, you know, his has a failing brain and can't fucking keep straight his propaganda because he, when he was giving that, that speech about, about Biden, you know, uh, about the Ukraine last week and, and, and Russia, he was not supposed to, you know, according to his speech notes was not supposed to definitively state that Russia was going to invade the Ukraine. Right. But he did in an off collar way when he was, you know, taking questions. <laughs> <laughs> so then his fucking whole national security apparatus and Lloyd Austin and Secretary of Defense, they're all had to go with it as if that was the intelligence that they got. Was that when he said that that Russia was an uh, a a snake that was coiled up ready to strike? That, well, that's what Lloyd Austin said after the fact, because now they have to not make <laughs> Biden look like an idiot. Because he was not supposed to state definitively. It was like it was supposed to be something to the effect of we have intelligence that they are you know in a position to to invade if 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 they so choose to so we do need to be vigilant and he basically was like no they're they're imminently invading like like who where did he come up with that colloquialism like was he fucking watching old ronald reagan westerns or what <laughs> i'm sure like, what? sure i'm sure um so the russia so, in my boot <sighs> yeah <laughs> i mean so it's the dumbest fucking people but i i love that like uh that the 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 people who actually do pay attention to this thing uh totally have called out like what a what a fucking chess move it was and i you pointed this out yesterday with this this article from Huffington Post about what Trump's reaction to it was do you have that up <laughs> oh yeah well let me let me yeah let me pull that up quick but yeah it was it was fucking hilarious cuz Trump i i think he just knows with shit like this like that he could say one little thing that will just needle people to death and it will just make their fucking heads explode <laughs> Um, but <laughs> so this is the Huffington Post article. Trump dubs yeah. Putin's Ukraine strategy a work of quote genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, uh, this is so this is from the article. I said quote This is genius. Trump recalled. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine of Ukraine. God, he talks so weird. <laughs> Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of the Ukraine. And I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force, Trump said. We could use that on our southern border, he added, before continuing his praise. <laughs> That's the strongest peace force I've seen. There were more than there were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. <laughs> no, but think of it. He's a guy who's very savvy. <laughs> and he goes on and on. It's just it's so funny because, you know, liberals fucking heads exploded when he fucking said this you know it was yeah. just 
Well, I mean, if they but, even heard it, that's like the, the kind of stuff that rarely gets reported on is when he says something intelligent. <laughs> but right, but uh, but but like you know, it was just the, yeah, the, the, he knew that this would be catnip for them to lose. Oh my God, he's saying he admires Vladimir Putin and blah, and blah, but blah. then he also says that like it, you know, is even though it was a, a genius move, he says like, well, it never would have happened if I was still president. I, right, right, never yeah, he says that at the end, like, oh, it never would have happened if I was president. <laughs> so he's totally playing both sides of it, but it's just and, a, and it's, honestly. It probably wouldn't have because the U.S. and Biden are very, you know, being very um, hands on and assisting NATO with this pressure strategy. Right. And I don't think he would necessarily be down for that because he didn't want to. He was, you know, you know, for whatever reason, he was trying to normalize relations with Russia. And so it's not something that he probably would have been as as on and the U.S. would have been as on board for as this obvious, you know, uh, you know, in, in um inroads that the u.s is trying to make in that region right. so well the, the real uh, liberal galaxy brain so would fun. be to say that putin is doing this to try to draw uh, biden in to make him look bad in order to help trump get reelected, which <laughs> you know could, well, could they'll very say well that after the fact which which you know it, it is not fucking hard because he knew that this idiot would fall for it um right. but but yeah so now it's an interesting situation because he does have troops stationed there i don't think much will happen of it it'll be a tense situation but i don't believe that you know, Vladimir Putin is imminently going to send tanks rolling into Kiev. But it, it's just so funny because even that 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 action that he took is being con- misconstrued in the U.S. media as invade. Like, I, you know, I was talking to my father-in-law the other day. He's like, oh, well, he, I told you he was going to do it. He invaded. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, he didn't. This is not an invasion. He's stationing troops in an area that that wants them there. Like, literally, these are two right. Pro-Russia. By that same rationale, like every country that's asked for the U.S. to be there is an invasion of the U.S., right? <laughs> like, so, so like every time, remember when we heard about like uh, U.S. troops getting killed in Africa? And, and we, like, or it was in Niger and we're like, why Niger, are we, yeah. we didn't? It was like we were in when Niger. We invite, yeah. When would we invade Niger? I don't remember hearing about that invasion. Oh, it's right. part of a joint uh in operation to secure the oil things of the like oh oh right 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 of course of course it's like oh no we actually have troops stationed in every country in africa and we just have no fucking clue that we're performing operations all over the place and and you know under the guise of fighting terrorism um but really it's you know to fucking you know extract oil wealth but um yeah so it's just it's just a real interesting situation and it was an interesting move uh this week and i'm very curious to see what happens but i think the the most interesting thing is going to be see to see how biden spins this in a state of the union uh which we will you know obviously be covering on the next podcast uh on wednesday because I, I believe it's tuesday night so it we'll is to, it's march we'll first it march first yeah so we'll have to do a wednesday show oh make sure we, get that in there. we have to fucking watch that bullshit i'm i'm oh, excited yeah. to see uh the dc trucker convoy that's supposed to get there for uh biden's state of the union um, speaking of invasions, because, um, you know, like the, the Ottawa, uh, trucker convoy of right-wing lunatics, uh, we're we have our own, uh, happening right now. They, they've just started rolling out from California, uh, and soon to be other states across the country convoy. Um, so yeah, headline today, national guard to help DC control traffic for truck convoys for, for this coming Tuesday. Uh, and I love to just like. You know, when you want, like, as as we're about to, you know, already get rid of the mask mandate and the, um, 
you know, checking your vaccination card before you can go into the bar, uh, which we only did for like all of what, three months, I think. In in, in almost no places (laughs) right now, are there any actual like enforced mandates being like outside of like a federal like FAA, which I think they're actually rolling back at the end of this month, the, the mandate they have to wear a mask when you send on an airplane which recycles everyone's air into the same fucking cabin like they're apparently going to do away with that federal mandate so there's almost no mandates in place whatsoever right now but all the fucking maga chuds you know and owner operators in the u.s got feel left out because they didn't get to participate in the canadian convoy so now they're like (laughs) well we got to make our own convoy to 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 protest the the I guess the mandates, even though I don't, I don't know of any, but we'll, we'll find something to protest. Like they, right. they have nothing to fucking it's, protest. For the millionth time, it's conservatives getting angry at things they made up themselves. So right. this is from the article here. People's Convoy organizer Mike Landis in a video testimonial on the group's website said the current COVID vaccine, quote, is not proven yet, end quote, but supported individual choice on whether to take it or not. Landis said the convoy was open to all vehicles and said the primary goal was to pressure Biden to lift the national state of emergency. This is, this is the state of emergency we've had since Trump was president. Uh, so he quotes here, Mike Landis of the People's Convoy. He says, quote, we want this government to bring back the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> let, me, let me just go through the whole thing. We do not want to be under a dictatorship, communism-style regime like where we are right now. <sighs> what do you <laughs> what do you like, even say to that like what do you say to that like you're a fucking more like what do you even say to like 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 joe biden joe biden is is we're under a communistic regime under joe biden like really just the exact words again we do not want to be under a dictatorship communism style regime i can't wait to see all the anti-vax leftists side with people like that that's a real that's a real fucking <laughs> Well, look, listen, Jimmy Dore got long COVID from the vaccine. Uh, right. So that's, you, you know, that's that's the thing that the government won't tell you. Uh, I looked that up today, actually. I was curious, like, what are the, what are the odds that you can get long COVID from the vaccine itself? And it, it's non-existent. It's, it's non-existent. Not a thing. That's it's not, not a thing. He had it's COVID already, or maybe caught COVID, like, in the few days after he got the vaccine because the vaccine the takes vaccine. two weeks. I don't believe that's- that Jimmy Dore took the vaccine. I believe, he, like all these other fucking grifters, that he says he did just so he can say that it made him sick. Right, and and even if he did take the vaccine, and in, in, in a world where we're even giving him that level of honesty, he, the vaccine a isn't even effective until two weeks after you've taken it. It doesn't even circulate through your body that quickly. B, he could have had COVID when he got the vaccine and not realized. It takes like three, four days to actually start, right. you know, symptomatically showing itself. Uh. And yeah, like you said, it, there's been no documented cases of the vaccine giving people long COVID. There have been thousands, hundreds of thousands of documented cases. So they say it may be as many as like one in 10 people um, who got COVID have long COVID symptoms. It may be even right. higher than that. Like this it is may even be possible to have long, long COVID symptoms after getting COVID after you were vaccinated, because that's still a thing that's possible. But there's no right. documented cases of somebody getting long COVID from the vaccine. I spent like half an hour on this, so I'm an expert now. <laughs> but yeah, I read through like a Which bunch is a half of hour longer than he spent spent on the fucking right. research for it, right. you know. So yeah, and like there have been studies done looking to see if there have been any long covid symptoms related to the vaccination itself, and there have not been any cases that were have been found 
that were proven to have done that. So for him to say that he knows that that happened uh, is a lie <laughs> and there's no possible way he could know one way or the other. No, and he would be, you know, in medical journals if that was the case. If he was the one person that fucking, like, right. he would be like, you know, there'd be papers written about him. It, it's just, he's a fucking liar, and he's a moron. And he has a bunch of morons who used to be leftists or thought they were leftists who fucking listen to his every word and listen to the fucking charlatans that he has on his show, like Robert Malone, uh, and, and take their word as fucking scientific Who's gospel. that guy? I don't know that name. Robert Mueller, he's the he's the it's what they, they they tout him as the inventor of MR, mRNA vaccines. Oh. Now, he was part of the team that helped develop mRNA tech uh, vaccines. He's now a crank who probably gets paid to spout this anti-vaccine rhetoric who claims that, you know, oh, it's gene therapy. Oh, like, really, it's gene. It's gene editing therapy. But you fucking worked on the team that developed it. So did you not realize that you were de- like it, he's a he's a fucking bullshitter. He's a liar. Everyone in the medical community and the uh, the the and, and everyone in the virologist community says he's a fucking crank and none of what he says but now I mean, when they is say accurate when they say it's gene editing that's like they don't people don't realize like how many things are gene right, that, that, that's not a bad thing like, either when a vaccine is, is, is right. triggering your your body to start manufacturing antibodies that it wouldn't have otherwise like yes when you get down to it like to the core of what that is on some level yes you are gene yes. editing that's kind <laughs> of what fucking not, pharmaceuticals not, are in general but it's not going a, to mutate into a different life form you were talking about like you know you're you're doing something at a cellular level you're not altering right. your dna forever you know right it literally you do not alter your dna that's not what's happening and that right and so that's i mean this is the same these idiots who who support this shit they don't realize they're doing the same thing that the fucking uh bush administration tricked a bunch of people into throwing a hissy fit about in, tw- in 2004 about the uh, stem cell research like this is literally the right. same t- like oh they're they're taking babies ripping them out of the mothers and sucking up the the stem set like no it's literally like this great revolutionary fucking again, medical technology again conservatives threatening this with a good time <laughs> <laughs> right i mean and, and stem cell research in the years since since you know obama one of the good things he did was repeal that ban on stem cell research has come a tremendous distance in that time. They helped to regrow fucking like, you know, brain cells and like people who've had CTE. It's, it's a, it's a fucking phenomenal medical, uh, like discovery that the use of stem cells to, you know, help regrow tissue and regrow, you know, you know I just, organs. I want to like, be able just... to regrow a limb. Like I want to know if like a car fucking runs me over and like cuts off one of my legs, which people don't realize how like <laughs> losing a limb from a car collision is like, one of the more common injuries that people don't talk about, but like well, yeah, I, if you get run over, especially yeah. I would imagine it, it, like a fucking it, pretty sure 9,000 pound uh, EV Hummer. If it runs over your leg, it's going to sever your entire leg off. Oof. But yeah, I would like to like, I'd like us to be able to regrow limbs at the very least. I want to like, you know, if I lose an arm, I want to know that like you could grow a new arm for me. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Or maybe like a third arm, like that'd be really useful. Like if you could grow, <laughs> you could grow a third one, like you out from just, under my, Right, your boss would just expect you to like be more productive. <laughs> right, that's, that's all that would that's, happen. <laughs> that's what it would do. It would be the. It would be the. Oh well, yeah. Well, I guess you know maybe you gotta maybe pay you you know thirty three percent less now since you're it's three three percent easier right. for you. Well, you should be able to uh, type one hundred and twenty words per minute easy now, buddy. <laughs> right, we'll get you a secondary keyboard, and you can. It'll, it'll be. It'll be like we're we're only accepting applications for people with uh, four arms. 
Uh, if you don't have four arms, you're not getting this job in this office. It's like, God right, damn well, it. Well, I got three. The fourth isn't fully developed yet. Well, eh, that's, you know, sorry yeah, to hear well, you, can, you can take out a high interest loan if you want to get that job. But you know that's the way it's going to oh, be. God, it'll be so depressing. It'll be like the movie Gattaca with um, fucking, uh, what's, his, what's our man's name? I've never uh, seen that Gattaca. You've never uh, seen Gattaca? It's got uh <laughs> Oh Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk's in it. Ethan Hawk and um oh, Jude, Jude Law. Law. Yeah. And Uma Thurman. What a Uma great Thurman. Cast. It's it's a great sci-fi in that it like doesn't spend a lot of money on effects or anything. They just like found some futurist buildings near LA that like hadn't been shot a lot and like lit it really dramatically. But it's basically just like, you know, like the the whole aerotech space industry. Uh, is employed by people who have been genetically enhanced and he's got like a heart palpitation. So he's, but it's like his dream to go to space. So he like mm. takes all these like huge fucking risks to his life and imprisonment and his family to uh, fake having superior genes when in fact he is like, you know, like can't breathe well. <laughs> so huh. it's a really interesting film, but it kind of shows like, yeah, any advance in medical technology on that level will then of course be commercialized and that you will be like, you know, people that don't have those advances, those, you know, cyberware gene, whatever the fuck will be considered a lower class. Oh, okay. Um, now Gattaca, that makes sense. Now Gattaca, the DNA, the nucleotide sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And just like really great, um, you know, not, not like a big world building sci-fi thing, but just like a, here's a little small slice of the, the dystopia uh, of what could be and makes you really think about, our world now and all the things that we do um things like you know the where they if you need cancer treatment they will look at your your dna to determine the odds of whether the treatment's going to be worth paying for or not right which is a great great way to view fucking medical science and and you know healthcare in this country um <laughs> well all right so real quick let's let's do a couple other quick things we wanted to touch on um sure sure the portland uh shooting the other day uh was you know something that happened in portland they were holding a vigil for uh i believe it was a vigil for mira Locke, who's the guy who was uh murdered by police uh in a no-knock warrant uh i think it was in minnesota it wasn't even in, in it, portland, was minneapolis. it was in minneapolis but, it's always you know, in minneapolis or kenosha one of the two yeah it, no, like that that I don't know why. <laughs> fucking horrible for cop i mean it's just the most fucking like just bunch of fucking corn fret corn fed moronic aryan you know cops that you can imagine in, in especially in those precincts and uh yeah so they were they were executing a no-knock warrant which you know shouldn't be fucking legal to begin with and they broke into this guy's house and i think it wasn't even the right house uh and you know a bunch of people kick your door in in the middle of the <laughs> night you think you're being fucking robbed or abducted or who fucking knows what Right. So I think he went to grab his gun, which he legally, you know, had registered, and they ch shot him to death. Like, they fucking killed him in his own house, uh, you know, for attempting to defend himself from the fucking fascist maniacs kicking his door in for no reason. Yep, yep. So there was this uh, protest yesterday in Portland. I don't know a lot of the details other than that um, some right-wing lunatic came out and started shooting up at the protesters, shooting at the protesters, um, severely he, injured five and killed one. Yeah, he killed a protester. The only reason he didn't kill more people is because some one of the, the leftists at the actual protest had a gun and shot him in the hip. Uh, they, they, they 
<laughs> managed better de-escalation than any of the cops are right. able to do because apparently cops shoot can't... him in the leg like Biden said, right? <laughs> right. Well, but but apparently cops that they're trained not to do that because they're like, oh well, that I risk my life because if I miss, that's a harder shot than if I just shoot him dead center of their chest yeah. where all of their vital organs I mean, are. What if I shoot him in the leg and then he runs up and kicks me with his good leg? Like I can't risk that. I got to shoot the guy in both legs. Um, right. So yeah, and the media just you know stenographers for the police department uh put out this this basically the same headline on every news outlet there that a uh a, a homeowner and protesters clash right right like, right which is why hilarious. is you have to both sides that uh, you know first of all they didn't clash, clash. a guy clash. just came out and started trying to murder the protesters and did murder right. one of the protesters and somebody shot back and stopped him that's not right. a clash. people holding holding a vigil for a guy that was murdered by a bunch of fucking right-wing fascist cops. Uh, they were holding a peaceful vigil for this guy and a fucking right-wing lunatic uh, spurred on by people like Andy No, who this guy was a follower of. And Andy No, uh, you know, who we've talked about a lot on the show, is a fucking piece of shit Nazi collaborator uh, who claims that he's a real journalist and gets treated like a real journalist by mainstream outlets. Um was tweeting all about this protest and you know like he does constantly he tweets out information that the the neo-nazis that are you know it's it, growing more and more rampant in this country you know as as the years go by in recent years um uh, they then use to to fucking carry out you know harassment right. uh and up to and including fucking violence and or murder uh and so what came out yesterday was that uh this guy's not a homeowner he's just a renter <laughs> like the rest of us right, right. and right. he's just a guy the somebody had a great thread where they went through and showed like all the news outlets that uh had not updated their headlines to reflect the fact that he was not a homeowner versus protesters he was just a uh, you know and clearly like well who cares you know but it's like they're obviously framing him as a homeowner to legitimize his violence and his murder right. like he was defending his home from these ruffians right right the hordes of these these crazy antifa you know <laughs> violent antifa protesters yeah. which of course was not you know couldn't be further from the truth everyone who was there said it was like a peaceful vigil and of course a bunch of nazis showed up and then this guy showed up and just, you know wanted to mow down as many people as possible because he watches fascist fucking uh, you know pieces of shit like andy no and is propagandized into thinking that you know that that antifa are, are trying to fucking take over the country and put people like him in fucking gulags or what i don't even know what the fuck they just want to like, drown him just... in a giant vat of concrete milkshake that's all we want right, to this, do this guy's named ben smith by the way and they of course went through his social media and found that he is a subscriber to andy knows youtube and, along with a bunch of other you know, right wing, you know, neo-Nazi QAnon. Well, he's he's exactly who you'd expect him to be. Um, right. Yeah. So they, they tried to act like it was not a politically motivated shooting. They act like he was just a guy defending his home when it was very clear that he showed up there to kill as many Antifa members as he could. Was, was the, the, goal. the big takeaway is just how mainstream media, which is supposed to be neutral in most things, you would expect, at least in, a, in the situation of a murder, they would be a little bit. I don't know, biased against the murderer uh, or uh, alleged murderer, at least. But we see this all the time. Just yesterday, again, there's a video of some people at a you know radical bookstore uh, being harassed by these people outside the store, banging on the windows. And instead of uh, referring to the people harassing 
the free speech rights of the people in the bookstore, instead of re- referring to them as Nazis, uh, because they were carrying a swastika uh, flag, the New York Times headline was uh, uh, that a, a reading of Marx's Communist Manifesto was disrupted by a group of people carrying a flag with a swastika on it. That, that is a lot a of fucking words. Swastika on it. That is a lot of fucking words to avoid saying the word Nazis. <laughs> so all, all the fucking anti-vax leftists are like, huh, that's a pretty good, uh, good pretty good, pretty good way of describing them. And we're gonna we're gonna steal that for the next but the fact trucker rally. With the fact that it was oh, it was a reading of Car- uh, Marx's Communist Manifesto. Like that's first of all, that's where they put you. Like, whoa, that's pretty fucking scary. Like maybe that maybe that should be disrupted. Maybe if it was Nazis that did it. Maybe that's not so bad, but we'll take the edge off it by just saying it was a group of people that thankfully were there to stop the reading of Marx, uh, who just happened to have a flag with a swastika on it. But, you know, we'll we'll leave that way at the end of the sentence. (laughs) Man, it's just, yeah. That's just like a fucking editorial jujitsu, jujitsu, purely for the sake of creating this both sides. You know, that like, oh, the well, the Marxists are, you know, pretty scary, too. Um, you know, but then you know, who's to say if they the other people were actually Nazis? Maybe just maybe just one of them was you know a World War II enthusiast. We don't know. There's no way to know to investigate that. There's no way uh, we don't have the resources to interview people and find out what their ideology was. <laughs> it, it, it's just such clown show shit. I, I, I expect no less from the press, but it's it's you know disappointing nonetheless. Um yeah so that's that's fucked up and he you know luckily was was apprehended and he's gonna you know stand trial you know for murder and you know uh you know attempted murder so you know hopefully he's gonna go away for a long time but i mean just just this is the kind of shit that hopefully that he gets tried like, and over- i hear they go they go really light on those kind of fellows so <laughs> right god oh my god that would be uh something well you know what if he gets released i'm sure uh he'll still get what he deserves so you know i think we have that to look forward to um yeah all right well real quick i just a couple of other quick things i want to touch on the uh, just as we were you know starting to record this this uh i don't know if it's an executive order or decree whatever it was uh was signed by greg abbott the the piece of shit uh republican governor from texas um and this is for sure like one of the most draconian like like anti-trans bills that I've uh ever heard of and it's 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 just a scary precursor to what I imagine a lot of other you know states controlled by idiots uh like him are going to try to institute I'm sure Florida's next um this is I'm going to actually read the 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 order cuz it's only like a couple paragraphs read it read us um, off this royal decree <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this is to the Honorable Jamie Masters, C- uh, Commissioner of the Texas Department of, Fam- of Family and Protective Services. Um, Dear Commissioner Masters, and this is from Greg Abbott, uh, consistent with our correspondence in August 2021, the Office of the Attorney General has now confirmed in the enclosed opinion that a number of so-called quote-unquote sex change procedures constitute child abuse under existing Texas law. Because the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services res- is responsible For protecting children from abuse, I hereby direct your agency to conduct a prompt and thorough investigation of any any reported instances of these abusive procedures in the state of Texas. An OAG opinion number KP0401 makes clear, as as that opinion makes clear, uh, it is already against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning, including reassignment surgeries that 
can cause sterilization, mastectomies, removal of other healthy body parts, and administration of puberty-blocking drugs or uh, super uh, super physiologic uh, doses of testosterone or uh, estrogen. Uh, see Texas Family Code, blah, blah, blah. Texas law implement, uh, imposes reporting requirements upon all licensed professionals who have direct contact with children who may be subject to such abuse, including doctors, nurses, and teachers, providing criminal penalties for failures to report such child abuse. Um, there's some other shit. So basically, they're saying that teachers, if they suspect that a child has had any procedure whatsoever, like a trans kid has had any procedure whatsoever, that they are mandated by the state to report it Otherwise, they could be facing criminal penalties. So they're now trying to force teachers, um, you know, among other doctors, nurses, you know, healthcare professionals to report trans kids and their parents to the state, presumably for inspection, <laughs> uh, otherwise facing criminal penalties. So this what is, happened? To, what happened to my body, my choice? Yeah, it, this is so fucking what, what happened to, uh, you know, no big, no big government. You know, what happened to s- supporting smaller government? Yeah. So if you're a mandatory reporter, you know, which we've talked about on the show before, uh, right. you know, extensively, you are mandated by the state to report any basically any trans kid that you that you teach. If you're a teacher who you suspect may have had any, you know, uh, work done whatsoever, uh, you know, it, it, this is so psychotic and so fucking draconian. Well, I mean, the thing is, when it goes too far, which is clearly this does, um, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. That's what's going to happen, and I'm sure. With <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure the six to two fucking conservative Supreme Court is is going to totally lean the. Uh, in the the, the thing know, is for, though, like like things like this that are so blatantly uh, a, a intrusion into the family. Yeah. Um, even the conservative members of the court are going to nix this, right? Like that, that. That's just kind of the way I, the I conservatives so. on the court I mean, rule. I mean, you'll get it's it'll you'll get like one. You'll get like one. Well, it's hard to tell with the new ones though. There's so many new, you know, Gorsuch and and uh, Coney Barrett and fucking uh, rapist. What's his name? Um, uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> uh, he likes beer. Beer guy. He likes beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck. What? Uh, Brett. Brett something. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. That's what it was. Brett Stevens. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um, it's you can I, tell I, how I much know. we They're... don't spend time thinking about people we don't like. You know, like if you ask the liberal, like who is that? Who is that conservative Trump? Oh, it's fucking Kavanaugh. Right. You know, and we struggled to think of his name, even though we've like covered him extensively in the past, because we just right. don't want to spend that much time feeling negative thoughts about somebody one of the several uh one of the several sexual uh predators on the supreme court uh brett kavanaugh who knows how they're how how he's gonna rule um but yeah i don't know i mean it's it's a fucking nightmare for uh trans kids in those states so i i feel horrible uh for it's like it's not fucking hard enough for them in, in in elementary middle school and high school to deal with that sort of shit they now have to worry about their teachers like fucking ratting them out to the to the feds like it's it's right and if you think all teachers are empathetic towards the needs of children um no no. not especially not not. texas you remember that teacher that got fucking fired in texas because he went to some rally with fucking the the nazi ss fucking skull rings on his hand oh yeah and it was the majority black the majority black school that he was teaching at too yeah (laughs) like what the not not an isolated incident too i'm sure i mean I, and and you know we've all had that experience like for as many awesome teachers as we've had we've also had real shithead teachers like it's just you know it's 
teachers are people like there's you know they it right. attracts all different stripes it attracts people who want generally want to help kids learn and it also attracts attracts right-wing cranks who want to you know uh, fucking... teach, teach a white history in in school like that's right. that's you know, yeah, or it's the the guy from uh, the Wire who gets fired for uh you know killing another cop, but before that he blinded a kid, and then he gets fired, and then he gets hired as a teacher, and they're like, "Thank God, a fired cop, please come be a teacher at our school." <laughs> right. And, and his, right. His arc is actually pretty good, but still, it's like there's so many people like that where it's like, you know, they were so terrible at the fucking you know awful government job they had that right. now they've been demoted to being a public school teacher. Right. And I think everyone from all political stripes realizes it's one of the most important jobs in the world because it it truly does define, you know, the way that you engage with culture and society and news, you know, for the rest of your life, the way you were, you know, for a lot of people, for a lot of people that aren't able to break out of certain things that were instilled in them that at, at young ages. So it's a very important position. So I like, yeah, like I was saying, that's why school board meetings are like fucking like, you know, like, like, uh, fucking battle royals like half the time you see you know all these f- insane videos from school board meetings and there's a reason that people are so you know fucking intent on getting their people on school boards and getting their their ideology across because it's very important to what actually is instilled in in kids um but yeah so i you know i just fuck i don't know what else to say other than i feel really bad uh for for trans kids in in fucking texas and you know hopefully when you're of adult age you can get away from that shithole but uh it, i know it's hard to fucking move anywhere in this country <laughs> when you don't have money uh it's really fucking hard but yeah that's yeah that's it for that but um we had a couple other video clips or yeah, audio we clips we wanted clips. to play here to to kind of close this out and uh, somebody who i guarantee supports greg abbott's trans uh intrusion bill um is a woman who's running for governor in the what's what's the Georgia state? What's their motto? Uh, Sunshine state, isn't it? No, no, it's Florida. It's the I forget. I forget. It's the no public transportation state. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, we got we got this uh, lady whose name is Candace Taylor, and I won't tell you how it's spelled because she's going to tell you in a minute here. But we've got two clips of Candace Taylor. One is real the other is a parody we're gonna play them both back to back and we're gonna let you guess which one is which and then we'll talk about it yep i'm filled with the love of christ and bang energy drink and i'm ready to bang georgia and guess what if you get pregnant you're keeping it because when i'm governor all abortion will be illegal because that fetus could be a Jesus. I will get rid of every communist through a little game I like to call Duck Duck Communist. It's just like Duck Duck Goose, but the goose is a communist. I believe in three things. Jesus, guns, and babies. Jesus because he founded America. Guns because we need them to protect ourselves from the government, which I'm currently trying to be a part of. And babies because the baby. So vote for me because that fetus could be a Jesus. Okay, that's the first clip. Now let's play the second clip. Candace Taylor. Hey, everybody. My name's Candace Taylor. My name's spelled different. It's spelled K-A-N-D-I-S-S. My daddy must have known I was going to be on the U.S. Senate battle of 21 candidates. I needed to stand out. So y'all look for me. I am from South Georgia. I'm the only one from South Georgia running. But I have figured out real fast with time up here in North Georgia that y'all believe like we do. We believe in Jesus, guns, and babies. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to protect the Constitution 100% of the time, not 50%. 
but 100%. Tonight, I'm here with the four best candidates on the ballot. I can tell you, I've met all the Republicans, and these are the four best. I want term limits, too. One, if they get on my nerves, I'm just going to come home. But two has got to be done because they have no self-control. They keep staying. It must not be very hard work. They won't leave. So I need fair tax passed. I want to represent the people. I'm tired of having to choose between the lesser of evils. And I decided I can't complain if I'm not willing to do something about it. So I'm going to go up there. I'm not going to fight for you. Like I fought against sex criminals my entire career as a public school educator, a school counselor. I'm going to fight for you, and I'm going to be your voice. So when you vote Trump, Vote Taylor. Let's drain the swamp, the whole thing. My name is Candace Taylor. I'm the one you've been waiting for. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't listen to that full clip. Uh, it's just so, yeah, I, it, it genuinely is indistinguishable from parody. Like, the, 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 uh, so for people that <laughs> couldn't figure it out because I couldn't blame you if you couldn't, the first one was uh, was was the parody. The second one was the actual clip of a person running for U.S. Senate in Georgia. Right. Um, so the first one was uh, Blair Erks, uh, Erskine. Erskine, yeah. And the second was the actual Candice Taylor. This. <laughs> Yeah. Spell differently because my daddy must have known I was gonna be on the two twenty twenty one. My dad, like she just even though it's twenty twenty two, by the way, she over just like her one ballot. Well, no, she's th- that clip is when she was running for uh, U.S. Senate back in twenty twenty. Um, oh, and, and now she's running for. Okay, sorry, yeah, that makes sense. Right, yeah. right, and, and the funny part is like Trump hasn't endorsed her. Trump has uh, endorsed a, a different. Uh, challenger to uh, their current governor. Let's see here. Right, because she's a fucking clown. I mean, like, you know, well, so he wants to look good by endorsing somebody who might actually right. win. It's hilarious. I, I looked at her uh, Instagram page and she got uh, Roger Stone to endorse her. And in oh. his endorsement video on, on Instagram, he has like a signed framed picture of Trump in the background. <laughs> Just like trying as hard as possible to make it appear as though Trump has endorsed her when he has not. Right. He should have taken his shirt off and shown everyone his, his Richard Nixon back tattoo. That oh, would have uh, like yeah. oh, Nixon, I'm sure would have approved too. So she's got no oh, chance in hell, yeah. obviously. Uh, but it, it's still, it's it's like one more thing that, that the Democrats will be like. Well, this is why we have to support Stacey Abrams for governor again. It's like right. Right. Who, who also will lose, but like of course it'll just be like you know the same thing with like with, with fucking Texas. You know, if they were serious about stopping shit like Greg Abbott and his uh, attack on trans children. They would run somebody other than fucking Beto O'Rourke. They would run somebody who had a fucking right. chance in hell. Biggest dork in the fucking world. Proven loser. Like, like, how could you possibly think that this guy who couldn't win, you know, a, a fucking congressional race is going to somehow win the governorship of fucking Georgia? Couldn't right. win a Senate race. Couldn't win. A, you know, it, it and just, they know they have no chance in hell. Or the governorship of Texas. Excuse the me. Democrats know they have no chance in hell. Right. So why do they pick guys like Beto? And Stacey Abrams is because they look good on the fundraising literature, right? Yeah. That's all this is. They don't give a fuck about trans kids. Democratic Party doesn't give a fuck about trans kids. It looks good in the blue chambray work shirt. That's that's that was the 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 qualifier for right. Democratic Texas Senate candidate. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just hilarious, like how much of a parody the opposition is i, I hate to call I, them opposition because the democrats are just as much an opposition party to me uh right. but it, it's you know you almost wonder <laughs> like y'all what if candace taylor is actually a paid actor by the democrat party to make it you know like just <laughs> have it, somebody to... so comically clownish but th- that's just the product of somebody who's so fucking like 
just takes in every like piece of trash fucking right wing, you know, media and propaganda. Like that's that's the ultimate result of what, you know, a lot of people are like now because that's genuinely the 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 lack of fucking just any kind of knowledge or education that those people have, you know, whatsoever. And it's just yeah. it's yeah. It, it, well, I the really first thing I, I saw about this woman, how much like the parody that was. First thing I saw this woman was her campaign bus, which on the side of it in you know in it was like in a in a column where the words Jesus guns babies. And Blair actually tweeted this out and was like, Jesus does what to babies? <laughs> like implying that guns was a verb there. Oh my God. I, it's just so fucking comic. And these, these are the people they can't beat. These are the people the Democrats can't fucking beat, even when they're trying. Like, it's it's just so fucking funny to me. Yeah. No, right. it, well, it, this it, is, these are the people that they would like to see in a strong Republican Party. Right. right? The strong Republican Party that somehow always manages to, to block the legislation, even when they have the majority. That's the strong Republican Party that Nancy Pelosi wants. Oh, God. What a fucking clown show. Yeah. Well, all right. I think, did you, we, we, hit, we hit everything, right? Did you we hit everything? Else? Yeah. This yeah. was like whenever we decide to not really pay attention to the news somehow the news isn't really doing much so i don't know you know right, right from right. from whence come the chicken or the egg but uh hopefully to, by next week we'll have a lot more material because i'm sure biden's gonna uh this is oh, is this his first state of the union this is his first state of the union because last year like the the first year of the presidency they don't really do a state of the union they do like a um presidential address because they haven't been, he hasn't been in office long enough you know <laughs> and he didn't have enough fuck-ups to cover up for by that time. right right and it was and it was muted because of covid so they only had like you know 25 percent of the chamber fill but this is going to be the first state of the union uh first time he's addressing the entirety of congress everyone's going to be they're allowed gonna, they're going to pack the entire bowl this time they're going to yeah, he's going to sold out hanging from the rafters uh and yeah i i can't wait to see him try to speak coherently for an hour and a half it's going to be a real fucking treat to watch oh, he won't go that long he won't go massive slog they'll do 45 minutes tops yeah they're not i mean they can't they don't have that much adrenochrome with chrome in the world to keep him sharp for that <laughs> right. fucking long but um it'll, <laughs> it'll you know he can't even go an hour before his fucking eyeballs explode and start <laughs> bleeding oh, God. yeah no totally not a side effect of popping him full of fucking ritalin and adderall like right before the debates his eye just starts bleeding uncontrollably <laughs> like totally a normal thing that happens to people mm-hmm. um yeah so it'll be interesting to see how he how he man- muddles through this and how he spins the the ukraine situation but i'm sure he'll say a bunch of hawkish right-wing bullshit yeah. and i'm sure everyone in both chambers will stand up and applaud and yeah, that'll be, you know, that'll be fun. We'll we'll get like a paragraph on COVID and half an hour on Russia. I guarantee. Yeah. Oh, no, he won't even mention COVID. Like he'll, you know, if he mentions it, it'll be about how he stopped COVID yeah. by climate change for, for free it's, tests, it's you know, winter. What, what climate change? He's, there'll be no mention of the ongoing climate crisis. There'll be no mention of student debt. There will be no mention of any of the things that are materially our, consequential our, you know, in our lives broken healthcare system yeah no, no, none of that <laughs> right uh he'll he'll tout the fact that he sent four free covid tests a month after the massive fucking omicron surge they let rip through the population uh i'm sure he'll just tout that as some amazing you know feat of of, of excellence and i a lot of people haven't even gotten those fucking tests yet my 
brother-in-law was saying he still hasn't gotten his tests that he ordered on the day that that website went live. Was I like, supposed to get a test? I don't live in a household. I live in an apartment, so I don't even think I could fit one test in the mailbox. Did you uh, mailbox request one alone. from the uh, website or whatever? Why do I have to request one? Am I not a registered U.S. citizen with a fucking social security number? No, that was their other element of means testing is they didn't want to have to just, God, well, what are we just going to send one test to everyone in a, one box to, or one thing to test to everyone in America? What is everyone in America susceptible to COVID or something? I mean, come on. We only want to send it to the people who request right. it. Like, you know. Yeah, it's it's weird how somehow the, the federal government doesn't know if you're alive or dead, uh, but but still, like you have to do your own taxes, and then they let you know if you did them right. That or it not. was wrong, right, right, because they know if it was right or wrong, so they could just send you a bill or a check, but they want you to do it, so then they can send you collection letters and then charge you interest on the money that you can't afford right. to give to them. It, it's it's such a fuck. Everything in this fucking country is such a fucking scam and such a money pit Ponzi scheme. It's it's amazing that we are like able to like keep a relative level of comfort and like keep a fucking roof over our heads like with the way the shit's designed in this country can, a relative level of comfort is only achieved if you go out and buy your own space heater because i guarantee there's no fucking apartment where you don't right. have control of the over the <laughs> right. heat where it's warm enough to, to live comfortably in this right. country right no for sure um yeah <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare what a nightmare oh god all right well on that cheerful note <laughs> i think that does it for us this week but um yeah, if you want to support the show, rate and review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, patreon.com slash move left. Uh, check us out next week. We'll be covering the State of the Union speech. Uh, I am at move underscore left on Twitter. And as always, I'm on Twitter. It's bike slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> We'll